1: Welcome back. Rob Triple filling in for uh, John Chuckery on this rainy, miserable Tuesday night. After the exhilaration of uh, this weekend with everything that went on, all the pageantry, the college football games, now everything's back to normal. The 9-to-5 grind, and let's add to it some miserable weather. But at least it's not 9 degrees like it was last week. That was absurd cold right there. And I... I used to be a guy that liked the cold weather. Now, I guess since I'm getting old, I'm always cold. I'm even cold if it's uh, 70 degrees outside and I'm inside. I'm always, I'm just talking, that dude's my thin blood. Always just cold. But what are you going to do? So, of course, Falcons wrapping up the season on Sunday against uh, the dreaded Tom Brady and company and the Ageless Wonder. Man, weren't we just uh, really thinking about this has got to be his last year. Everything that was going on. He takes that leave of absence due to, of course, what we know now was uh, the deterioration of his marriage. And then Robert Kraft gets married, Buccaneers, on a road trip. Brady wasn't even there for the Saturday walkthrough. Robert Kraft got married on a Friday. And uh, it just seems like he was really detached. Well, lucky for him. The NFC South sucked just enough to where the Buccaneers woke up just enough to string enough wins together to where now they find themselves division title winners, and yet again, Tom Brady is in the playoffs. But I think it's wide open in the NFL this year. You know, the Eagles have lost two in a row. Granted, Jalen Hurts has been hurt, that shoulder issue in his throwing arm. So you had Gardner Minshew come in, who's pretty scrappy and wasn't terrible. The only reason Dallas beat them was the fact Dallas turned three turnovers into 20 points. And are you a believer in Dallas? Dak Prescott with the um, – Dak Prescott, I think, is either leading the league in interceptions or tied with interceptions, and he missed five weeks. So something is amiss there. The Eagles seem like they're the most complete team in the NFC. But that doesn't mean anything in the playoffs. Jalen Hurts hasn't really faced the playoffs to this level, especially being a number one seed, if they maintain the number one seed. But he certainly has been a pleasant surprise, though. I don't think that Eagle fan base was all that thrilled with him, the notion of him being the quarterback. Well, he's just another guy. And what about Tua? In spite of the fact, everything that's happened to Tua this year, he might go down as the most efficient passer in the AFC this year. (laughs) Somehow, that shows you. But Tua, I got to think. He has to really strongly consider how much he wants to play and how much longer should he play. What, three concussions this year? One was just so shockingly bad when his hands got all gnarled and kind of a palsy-type thing. That was such a tough thing to watch.
2: And just as a heads-up, Rob, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, and Dak Prescott got all tied with the league-league 14 interceptions.
1: And Kirk Cousins, can you trust? Are the Vikings the worst, what, 12-4 and 4 team you've ever seen in your life? I mean, they just get, they've gotten blown out several times this year. Granted, they came back from 33 points down against the Colts to win that game 39-36. And poor Matt Ryan. I feel so bad for Matt Ryan. Now, he is a part of two of the biggest meltdowns in NFL history. Largest lead to be squandered in a Super Bowl. Matt Ryan was a quarterback. Wasn't his fault necessarily. That Colts game, he was the quarterback. How much does that affect his Hall of Fame resume? Because that is a pock upon his, upon his house. You lose a bit of sheen because of something like that. Fairly or unfairly, I wonder if that – because I think Matt Ryan should be a Hall of Famer. I do. And, of course, had he won that Super Bowl, the Falcons, I think he would have been a shoe win. I think uh, Matt Stafford pretty much dotted the I's and crossed the T's on his Hall of Fame resume by winning it last year. And why does he want to come back? He has suffered some of the most grisly injuries. And he's got all those kids now you got to think about the quality of your life for the next 30, 40 years that you're out of football. you got to think about how incapacitated you may be because you see how a lot of guys go through the league unscathed for the most part. I mean, Hugh and Randy, Hugh Douglas, Randy, McMichael, yeah, they still have some ailments. They, you can, they'll tell you, oh, yeah, I felt like I played even to this day. But they're not as compromised as a lot of guys were. And guys respond differently. And Matt Ryan has taken a beating his entire career. One of the most hit quarterbacks year in and year out missed what? Up until this year missed basically a total of four games. That shows his toughness. But squandering those big leads leads you to believe that if he doesn't get to the Hall of Fame, if he does get in the Hall of Fame, it might be Years and years, he might be 60 years old till he finally gets in. But it's, uh, it's kind of a, it's an interesting thing, certainly. So who's going to come out of the NFC? Right now, I would have to say the Eagles. But can you really bet against Tom Brady, seriously? I mean, he just seems to show it time and time again. Inevitably, the check is going to come due to the devil he sold his soul to, clearly. You've heard that. You've heard those rumors for years and years. The people that make it the biggest in Hollywood in the music industry, well, they sold their souls. You hear people saying it, and they have to go through these rituals, humiliating rituals, and they're blackmailed about said rituals. And if something, uh, if they start speaking out about it, well, their family members start dying. I mean, I think there's something to that. I wouldn't be surprised. Nothing, nothing will surprise me anymore in this world ever. I think there are so many things we believe that are true that are not. We're living in a simulation, some bizarre matrix of nonsense that we are stuck with. And right now I'm watching, uh, I'm glancing at Kentucky LSU basketball. Is there anything less compelling nowadays than college basketball? Am I being unfair? Dylan, do you watch any college basketball whatsoever? Not until March Madness. Right, me too. I,
2: I literally have no desire to watch college basketball until March.
1: Yep, yeah, me either. And the thing is, and it's because simply players don't stick around anymore. And God bless them. Go make your money. But it, it erodes the matchups in a big way. You well, don't even know who the, who the players don't are. Don't even know who they are anymore. Back when they stuck around, I mean, Ralph Sampson stuck around four years. Right. You know, Barkley did too, I think.
2: Unless it's some big-time player who has a lot right. of hype coming right. out of high school like a Zion right. or a oh. Kyrie or somebody like that,
1: you, you just don't care. Oh, by the way, Zion out. Three weeks with a hamstring injury. There's always going to be uh-huh. something with that dude. And I'm not calling him soft. I just think. That's unfortunate, too, because he was balling. He was balling. It seemed healthy. He was thriving. But maybe this is, maybe it's just not a big deal. But it just seems like a guy that's that big. He shouldn't that be, explosive. He shouldn't be this big yes, and that explosive. Yes. And that's why his tendons are like, going, man, what the hell, dude? Yeah, j- j- <laughs> You're not supposed to be jumping like this, yeah, man. We can't handle it. It's just a lot of stress on everything, especially his feet and everything else. I predicted that, by the way. When he was at Duke, I go, he just seems like a guy that's going to be injured all the time. Not Anthony Davis injured, though he's starting to be borderline street clothes, Anthony, certainly. But I, it's – um. It's amazing. But it is amazing when you think about the size of these guys and how athletic they are. And you see it in the NFL as well. I mean, especially, look at Darnell Washington at Georgia. Absolute freak of nature. Catching the ball, hurdling defenders. What is he, 6'7", 260, runs a 4'4". I'm sure he has a 42-inch vertical leap too. It's like he's created in a lab.
2: Big enough to be a defensive lineman. He's right. out there playing tight end.
1: Yes. Have you seen some of those isolated highlights of him where he just, uh, I think it was a Kentucky lineman or somebody, he just gave him one little shoulder and knocked a 270-pound guy on his butt. It's just amazing. Just freakish. Freakish. He doesn't have the numbers that Brock Bowers does, but he could eventually when all is said and done. But I don't know what his status is going to be on Monday. George is uh, very good about misleading you as to the uh, level or severity of injuries, but he was on those crutches. It looked like a high ankle sprain, and that's a pretty significant loss. And Georgia's limping into this game. They're wounded. As Randy McMichael described him today, they got wounded in that game against Ohio State. Linebacking core depleted by injury all over the place. Brock Bowers was sick before the game as well. He didn't make that huge of an impact until that fourth down completion where he somehow – kept his limbs off the turf as he reached for a first down and just got enough to keep that drive alive. And Georgia got a field goal to close that deficit, and you know what happened from there. Georgia picks up the victory. So, the college football, I am hoping we can get some new blood in the playoffs. We, we got a bit of that this year with, with TCU. But I wonder if there's some programs that are emerging. Dan Lanning up in Oregon the seventh highest recruiting class. Now, don't sit there and discount the notion of recruiting class rankings. There are some algorithms out there that traces the success of the rankings of recruiting classes as it pertains to championships. It's always people with top ten recruiting classes are winning national championships. Dan Lanning pulls off a coup at Oregon after a very good year, by the way, flirted with the college football playoffs, limped out of the gate. It was his first game, though against his former boss in Atlanta, across the country, and they got smoked, but Bo Nix played fantastic, and he's back for another year. Washington's quarterback, who can absolutely sling it, he's back. They win their bowl game. That's the quietest 11-win team I've ever seen because I don't really pay much attention to the Pac-12 or whatever it is. USC, will Lincoln Riley ever win a national championship with that defense? And I'll tell you this. I'm wondering now, after what you see Tulane do to USC, and you can't accuse USC of not being interested in that game. They scored a lot of points. They were playing hard. Is it possible, and we're going to get into this in the uh, next segment, if the college football playoff expands, I used to be of the notion, you're rarely ever going to see any upsets. I'm starting to rethink that. Partly based on Tulane, shocking USC. But is it really a shock, though, that a Lincoln-Riley team didn't play defense? It's, it's got to be a maddening thing if, you've, if you're a fan of a Lincoln-Riley team. You know you're going to score 60 points, but chances are you're going to give up 62. What is it with him that he can't seem to find the ideal defensive coordinator or defensive players? It's really odd to me. And that, I wonder if that's what's going to keep him out of winning a national championship. Clearly a fantastic coach in many, many ways, especially offensively speaking. But we're going to get into this in the next segment. And uh, why not open up the phone lines? I don't think anybody's going to call, but who cares? 404-7410-929. Will, there, will you see some upsets when the college football playoff expands to 12? Yes, we will see some. But how frequent will they be? That's next. Rob Tribble in for John Chuckery, Sports Radio, 1998.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So who is this person? It's John Juggery.
2: Are you sure? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
1: You ever wondered what a 12-team playoff would look like this year had it happened? We'd well, have TCU, the fifth seed, taking on Tulane. Ohio State would take on number 11, Penn State. You know, Penn State would lose that game because uh, James Franklin can't beat anybody in the top ten. Alabama would take on 10th seed USC. Tennessee versus 9th seed Kansas State. Then you'd have Georgia against the Tennessee-Kansas State winner, Michigan against the Alabama-USC winner, Clemson versus the Ohio, Ohio State-Penn State winner, Utah versus the TCU-Tulane winner. So that's basically what it would, would look like. Would we see any upsets? I think so. Now, first, when it came out with the notion of a 12-team playoff, I'm thinking this isn't going to be March Madness. We're not going to have the Cinderella, this, that, and the other. I think it might happen a little bit more often than you think. I think the vast majority of the seasons, these games would be pretty predictable for the most part. But you got to remember, though. Remember what the Sunbelt Conference did this year? Well, the Sunbelt Conference got Scott Frost fired when Georgia Southern went out to Lincoln and beat Nebraska. Marshall traipses into South Bend and and beats Notre Dame. Appalachian State made somebody really strongly consider writing that $90 million check to say goodbye to Jimbo Fisher when they went out there to College Station and beat Texas A&M. Kent State annoyed Georgia for quite some time, but Georgia was bored, I think, is what it boils down to. But I'm telling you, I'm okay with it. At first I wasn't. I'm thinking, leave it the way it is. But I love college football so much, so let's do that. How is that going to affect the regular season? They're going to work it out. We're going to see it in a couple of years. And it might happen even sooner rather than later after looking at the ratings for the last two two, uh, playoff games this year. 22 million watched Georgia beat Ohio State. It was like 17 to 20 million, TCU and Michigan. And then those numbers went up as that game seemed compelling, and Georgia-Ohio State was going to kick things off right after that game as well. So I'm looking forward to it. More college football is always good. And even the bowl games this year. I'm not one of those people that sit there and say, well, who cares about a meaningless bowl game? You know the most entertaining bowl game outside of the playoffs was this year? Kansas-Arkansas. Dylan, did you see that one? Arkansas was leading Kansas. Bless their hearts, the Jayhawks, who haven't been to a, a bowl game since uh, the Clinton White House, I think. <laughs> Kansas was down 38-13. to They come back. Tie the game, force overtime, and they ended up losing fifty-five. I think fifty-four. How about the Kansas Jayhawks? That game was sick. Their quarterback's a baller, man. Yeah, apparently they've got a good coach. But that was fun. That's why college football is fun because you have these. They are they're boys. They're still boys. They're young boys, young men with these mature bodies, but maturity and knowledge of football. That's why you get. Such wonderful plays and incredible feats of athleticism, but the unpredictability of being immature young men. You put that together, that's the perfect recipe for the absurdity that is college football, and that's why we love it so much. I mean, it it is so fun. Lots of good bowl games this year. USC Tulane was really riveting. Yep. And now Jerry Rice's son is playing for Tulane, I believe. Yes, he is. That's right, he is. Yep, he's playing for them. So – I think it's pretty interesting. We're going to take your calls, 404-741-0929. Let's go to my old friend Shaka in Midtown. Shaka, I haven't talked to you in years. I'm glad you're calling in, my friend. How are you?
3: I'm all right, Rob. It's good to hear you, man. I like hearing your, uh, you know, you're still playing the sports, being the weekend warrior that That's you right. are. Yeah, man. I, I just keep hurting myself I know. Out okay. here. Take uh, care of that Achilles, uh, man.
1: That's the thing I'm scared the most of.
3: Right, right. That and and that Achilles. I already pulled one. Uh, and actually, it's it's, it's less of a trick back than you would think. Yeah. But um, I you know what? I'm not an SEC homer like a lot of people. I'm, I'm mostly just Georgia. But the way that the the uh, transfer portal has factored in this 12 team playoff is going to be pandemonium right away. I think the Pac-12 is about to benefit greatly. I think that um, the Big Ten is going you know, certain teams are going to start to pop up. Right. Just teams popping up all over the place. Colorado, um, whoever has the hot coach, they're going to get the athletes that are transferring. And it's, it's going to make for some wonderful football, man.
1: I like class better anyway, and I was always a proponent of one. So this is going to be some fun times for us. Hey, man, I appreciate your call, Shockey. You're, you're absolutely right. The transfer portal is going to make it interesting. Now with the expanded playoff, clearly more teams have a chance. And if you're a disgruntled kid at one school or I can go to this other school and I can then get to the playoffs. It is. It's going to be crazy. I hope they figure out the transfer portal thing, though, because it's like anything else in the NIL. Anytime. You pass some big measure, some revolutionary measure, there's always unintended consequences. And one of the unintended consequences of the NIL and the transfer portal, and trust me, I have no problem. Make as much money as you want. But the problem is now, even with the transfer portal, there's reports of tampering going on left and right. And it's turning it into the Wild West. It's going to get to the point where. I think there's going to be a lot of good coaches. I think it's already happening, and I've talked about this before. You're going to see a lot of good coaches say, the hell with this. I've already made my money. I'm going to go coach high school. I'm going to go just start a a clinic for elite players or something like that. That's an unintended consequence. NIL money as well. But the good thing also, there's a lot of coaches like Kirby Smart alluded to this. If he's going to recruit a kid and visit a kid, if the first thing out of his mouth, well, how much money can I get? Kirby's like, bye. Certain dudes I want. And like I said, get as much money as you want. But I've been laughing. I've been talking with Carl and Mike about this. Where are the advertisements? Where All this NIL money, you're not seeing anything. I think Brock Bowers does some insurance commercial or something. You're not seeing any commercials except for – Alabama's quarterback. Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce Young. He got adopted by that white family. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like the the he was like the favorite son. It was just it was hilarious. That's and pretty funny.
2: I have seen, well, actually, and I've only yeah. seen one billboard too. I saw the Jordan Davis, John Foy, and associates yes. billboard, and yes. that was it.
1: That's right. I saw that on seventy five, yep. And John Foy, a big bulldog fan, big friend of steak, and a big supporter of the station as well. Yeah. But other than that, where have the commercials been? So, I, I don't know. I, I hope this doesn't end up killing college football. I think it could, though. You know, I also think all this nonsense associated with it, will there come a point where there's going to be a lot of teams that are traditionally known as being at least decent football programs are just going to say, the hell with this, and just yank the rug out from under? I don't know. I think the money's too much, with the, especially with the, um, the conferences share bowl money with each other. So, I, I don't know. But I, I hope they figure it out. What do they need? Should there be like a a player bill of rights, a constitution for college football? Should there be a a governing body with a czar? And on that governing body, you have some players, probably your most widely admired, brightest, most mature players take a part of that too. There's got to be something. But I, I think what you have to do, though, before you can figure out, I think regulate might be a stronger word. How about govern? The way to govern this, we're going to have to let the chaos fester for a couple of years to really completely define what has to be fixed. And I hope it doesn't get too out of hand, but it it certainly could. All right, let's go out to, uh, let's see what Micah in Dallas has to say. Micah, thanks for calling on this miserable rainy night. Good evening, sir.
3: Hey, thanks for taking the call. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Uh, Like you said, I don't think it's going to be March Madness. I don't think we're going to see 12 seeds beat one seeds, but. I I wouldn't be surprised if we see two or three upsets in that, you know, the the first week and stuff. And, you know, um, in any sport, you know, anything can happen in the playoffs. And I think we're going to get a lot more of these close, exciting games like we saw this year. I I think, you know, leading up in the years past, there's semifinals didn't matter because they weren't going to be exciting. Even the finals sometimes weren't really good games. But, um, yeah, I think we're going to get a lot more close, exciting games, a lot more views. Uh, So I'm excited about it.
1: It'll be fun. Me too. And think about this, Micah. uh, Like Tulane this year, had they been in the playoffs, they would have been loosey goosey. Like, what are we even doing here? They wouldn't, they would, no pressure. Now, I'm not saying they'd matriculate their way through the entire field, win a national championship. They might could win one or two games, though. And sometimes that's all that's necessary to really get a student body excited. I mean, Tulane has had nothing to root for for the vast majority of their tenure. And a real good friend of mine went to Tulane. and Of course, Stake did too. So that's also good for those programs. And I tell you, it's a fact. The better your football team is, the higher your enrollment. And college football actually started out about 100 years ago. Some of those preeminent teams in the Northeast, they knew it was a way to get exposure for the institution. The academic institution, they knew that way, way, way back then. That creates their name and their brand, and people want to go there because they want to be in the mix. They want to experience excitement. That's always been the intent. It always has. That's what, it, what it's been designed for. Rob Tribble in for John Chuckery, Sports Radio 929 The Game. Hawks on that West Coast swing, losing last night to a depleted, injury-riddled Golden State Warriors, but the Hawks still found a way to lose. Seems like they always lose to those teams that have to sit a lot of their regular players. This is – I hope things look up for this team this year. I just don't see it happening, though. It just seems like they're at the point of no return now. No amount of therapy or psychotropic drugs given to everybody in the locker room is going to help this situation, I don't think.
2: Rob, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. I don't want Nate McMillan necessarily fired because I think there's a lot more blame to go around than just on him. Yep. But if Nate does get fired, or if he, say if he retires, you know, whether it's midseason or at the end of the season, how do you feel about the Hawks bringing in Emei Udoka? Sure.
1: <laughs> why not, not?
2: If I mean, it, why not? It, why the hell if not? If nothing else – If no other developments come out about that, about his, you know, affair with the the young lady in the Celtics organization, if that situation doesn't get stickier, why not?
1: At least it was consensual. Right. I I know it's frowned upon in corporate America to dip your ink in the company well, so to speak, as they say. But the dude can coach, though. But Boston certainly is doing pretty well without him, though, aren't they? But see, that might be a tough sell, though, in today's environment. You would have every feminist within 200 miles of here, coming in and complaining about that and the threat of cancelation, all the things, because, you know, we live in a world now where there's only one way of thinking allowed. That's the approved way of thinking. You can be well-intentioned and just look at the world a different way, but if you don't go along with the mob, well, you're finished. Certainly. Give me a tease. What are we doing for Rankham tonight? I I like this idea.
2: Well, we have a lot of uh, good questions, but today is National Chocolate Cherry Cover Day. So I'm going to ask you about your favorite chocolate-covered things. Also, uh, I'm going to ask you about some food. We're going we're gonna to dive into some food rankums here heavily because I, I want to di- dive into the brain of Rob Tribble and what he thinks about food.
1: Be careful what you wish for in this toxic cauldron of racing thoughts that I have. Be careful what you wish for. So definitely looking forward to the 12-team playoff. And we're going to see some upsets. And with the transfer portal, it's going to be it's going to be wild. You're going to have that team that emerges. And I hope next year, with the teams like Washington and, and Florida State, I want to get some new blood. It's more fun, even in the SEC. South Carolina certainly has some momentum. Tennessee hopefully can maintain theirs. Florida's got some work to do. It just makes for more fun football when every week is compelling in your conference because this year wasn't the case for Georgia nor last year. All right, going to come back. We're going to rank them. Rob Tribble in for Chuck Cree. Sports Radio, nineteen ninety Game. Welcome, final segment of this four-hour radio extravaganza. Sports Radio, 1990 Game. Rob Tribble in for uh, John Shukri. And now, producer extraordinaire Dylan Matthews is going to call upon me to rank him. He's yes. going to tee him up, and I'm going to rank him.
2: All right, we will start with what we teased, Rob Tribble, today. National Chocolate-Covered Straw uh, Cherry Day, excuse me. Today is also National Drinking Straw Day. National <laughs> days are just weird.
1: <laughs> Why do, every day has to be a national something day. Yeah. National Suppository Day. Yeah. that probably is
2: a national day. Uh, I'm sure it is. Okay, so with it being National Chocolate-Covered Cherry Day, rank these chocolate-covered items. Chocolate-covered cherries, chocolate-covered peanuts, chocolate-covered almonds, or chocolate-covered cashews. Rank them. One being the best, four being the worst.
1: Peanuts, almonds, cashews, then cherries. I don't like cherries.
2: I don't like cherries either.
1: Do you know though? I was able to do this one time. I was able. I can't do it anymore. To take the cherry stem, uh oh, tie it in a knot, uh oh. Damn right, damn right. You were a hot commodity man, back then, my good sir. Man, I'm telling you. <laughs> in order to make an of the relationship, you have to pass the oral. Well, there's your uh, two days <laughs> right there. There's your training camp. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that that's funny. Okay, let me ask you a quick football one before we get into some other ones. Most likely to make it back to the college football playoff next year, we'll go with the four teams that were in it this year: Michigan, Ohio State, the Georgia Bulldogs, TCU. Which out of those teams most likely to make it back to the playoff next year? How would you rank them?
1: Georgia and Ohio State. Replacing their quarterback. Michigan's getting their quarterback back. Mm-hmm. TCU, ugh. I'm actually going to say Michigan. I don't think George gets back next year. Oh, okay. I that for a hot take and I'm on there Georgia There it is. Fans. Yeah, there you go.
2: So, how, how, so, you're making Michigan number one. Michigan yeah. number one. Uh-huh. Uh,
1: Georgia more likely number two, Ohio State three, than TCU. I think TCU might disappear in the woodwork, but you never know, though.
2: You never know. Their
1: quarterback has declared, too. Right. Well, how about replacing that quarterback? You have, yeah. you got to get that right. And it's you gonna can be, be right tough. back in it.
2: Right. Okay. We just got done with the holiday season. You were talking about it earlier, you know. We, Christmas just passed. New Year's just passed. Kind of back in grind mode now. Everybody's back to their regularly scheduled work programming. So, favorite holiday. To put one last cherry, even though we both don't like cherries. Cherry on top. <laughs> oh, you don't <laughs> like them either. Uh, no, I don't. Of uh, the holiday. So, favorite holiday. Rank them. Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween. Now, I'm throwing St. Patrick's Day in there because St. Patrick's Day is also my birthday.
1: All right. We got Christmas. We've got Thanksgiving. We've got Halloween. And St. Patrick's and Saint Day. Pa- St. Patty's amateur night. But St. <laughs> Patty's also normally coincides with the beginning of March Madness. So, there's That's a certain sheen to that. So, the, yes. that first weekend of games. I'm going to go... Christmas, Halloween, and Thanksgiving are both 1A and 1B. Yeah. And then St. Paddy. I like, him. I like the top three the most. St. Paddy's Day, I can do without it.
2: <laughs> all right. So, a better place to chill out. If Rob Tribble has to choose one of these places to just relax, not do anything, just get away from it all.
1: I'm a great relaxer, by the way. <laughs> napper to him. Big napper.
2: Naps are amazing. They're so great. underrated. How would you rank these places to chill? Are you chilling on a beach? You chilling in a hammock in the backyard? Are you chilling on a nice soft blanket at the park? Or are you chilling at a coffee shop? Rob Tribble, how do you rank
1: them? Oh, beach, coffee shop, hammock, blanket. Okay, I like it. I, I like it. I do all my show prep in coffee shops. Really? Yeah, and there's usually some eye candy in there too. Okay. Like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. There you
2: go. <laughs> <Check> <laughs>
1: give you Joe's Give East you a little An- inspiration. Joe's in East Atlanta or uh, Kravarn over in uh, over in. Um, Oh, what you call it, oh, curse Yeah, there's, there's usually some. But you have to, they'll be psychotically leering at people. You're right,
2: no, you can't do that. Just,
1: just glance, glance right. for
2: a second. Uh-huh.
1: That's a good. I like that. That's good. You're doing, a, You're doing wonderfully. I like this.
2: Thank you. Thank you. All right, we got some more for you. Let's do it. If you had to choose, or how do you rank these places to take a road trip to? If you got to drive to these places and take a road trip, how would you rank these destinations? California, Colorado, Boston, Maine.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Always wanted to go to Maine. It looks beautiful. It's you look at Maine—the cliffs. You been there? Yep. Oh, that's. I, I hear it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Cali, that's a long drive. That's a long drive. <laughs> I will go. Colorado, the most beautiful part of the country to me is the Rocky Mountains.
2: Really? Oh, I, I need to visit. I haven't been.
1: I will go one is Colorado, two Maine, three Cali, four Boston. I like Boston. It. I've never been there, so I'm kind of curious to go, but I hear it's it's kind of overrated. It's okay. It's not not bad. It's all right. Go to Fenway, of course, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay. We've got to get some food ones now here. This next couple. Soda of choice. Coke, Dr. Pepper, Sprite, or good cream soda? How do you rank them?
1: Coke, Dr. Pepper, Sprite, cream soda. Oh, well, you just gave them to me in the order. Coke is oh, my favorite. I'm a Coca-Cola, okay. not Pepsi. Coca-Cola. We're in Atlanta. There that's you go. That's like state law. Right. Coca-Cola, Dr. Pepper is a fine one. Yes. Sprite, eh. Cream soda, eh. Really? Yeah, man. I love a good cream soda. That's how it, that's how it is.
2: I had to stop drinking soda, but I love a good cream soda. Yeah, they're man. terrible it's, for you. They're just so bad for you. It breaks my face but out every time I drink it. Yeah.
1: A, that empty soda can is a great place to put your cigarette butts. So it's <laughs> done. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. How do you rank these Mexican foods: tacos, enchiladas, quesadillas, burritos?
1: Taco, enchilada, quesadilla. Oh, that's a tough one. That's that's like, can I just say yes to all of them? Right. Okay, with nuance. <laughs> burrito's a nice, thick burrito, hearty. Quesadillas yeah. can be a little thin.
2: They can be. They can kind of, you know, short you on the yeah. on the meat sometimes.
1: Enchiladas. Okay, I'm gonna go burrito, mm-hmm. taco quesadilla, enchilada.
2: I like it. I, I would rank them the same. I would yep, rank them the yep. same. Okay. You'd never
1: a fail with any of them, though.
2: <laughs> I'm really interested to hear your take on this because I've never heard heard you talk about anything like this. Are you into the, like, Marvel Cinematic Universe at all? Are you into those movies oh, at I'll, all? Oh,
1: I will tell you this. Why is Hollywood clearly out of ideas? Because we keep <laughs> getting bombarded with them over and over and over. They're selling. I know they do. I know it sells, but it doesn't really advance the genre of motion pictures. It doesn't. Spider-Man's my favorite. Okay. Or the Jewish Spider-Man's Spider-Man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Spider-Man's not on the list I'm about to give you. So, right. so rank uh, rank these uh, oh, out of your favorites. You
1: might be disappointed with me on this. You might even have to give me a, a, <laughs> a tutor on this one. Go ahead. Captain America,
2: Iron Man, Superman, Batman. I feel like you know all of these. Oh, ones. Yeah, I
1: do. I do. Iron Man, Batman, Superman. I'll go... Superman, the all time classic. Okay. Yep. And doesn't he, isn't he always the one that there's no superhero that can beat him, right?
2: Yeah, no, no, su- the only thing it's that can beat him is be Kryptonite, da- I guess.
1: Kryptonite, yeah. No, so he, he's, okay, number one. Superman, Captain America, Iron Man, then Batman. Batman started getting on my nerves. <laughs> the way. <laughs> How did he start getting on your nerves? Well, the people that played him. Oh, okay. I oh, got, I got you. Batman. Just brooding voice. I just, I Christian
2: Bale was a great Batman. I. You, don't, you didn't like Christian Bale's Batman?
1: I think I kind of did, yeah, actually. But you think about Ben Affleck and a. Uh, yeah, Ben Affleck, I yeah, totally get. I totally get that. All yeah, right. Ben Affleck.
2: Okay. This is just going to be a regular. Rank them. So how do you rank these musical artists? Oh, here we go. Prince, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Rick James.
1: Prince, Michael Jackson, Whitney, Rick James. Mm-hmm. All right. Luckily Rick James is no longer alive, so if I insulted him, he'd just kidnap me and torture me like he did that girl. You know that story. Yep. Oh, Prince. Prince is number one. Rick James two, MJ three, Whitney four.
2: Okay. Yep. I like it. I like it. All right. Back to a couple of food ones. Favorite pizza topping. Or you know, let's let's go best pizza topping out of these four. Pepperoni, sausage, peppers and onions, mushrooms.
1: Oh, see I see I want the I want the um, mushrooms and peppers and onions with my pepperoni. Oh, okay. I want the Supreme type thing. Pepperoni's just my all time favorite. Pepperoni yeah. and mushrooms is my all time favorite. But you can't go wrong with a sausage ever. You can't. You can't go wrong it's with a sausage. It's not gonna fail them. you. You know what I've also noticed too? What's that? There's bad pizza out there, but I like even bad pizza, like those yeah. frozen pizzas. It's still, hey, it's pizza. It's fine. And people love
2: to hit on Little Caesars. Little Caesars is good to me. Like, I'll take a Little Caesars pizza it used to every be, day of the week. They're not
1: a sponsor, are they? No. Are you sure? I'm positive. It's not as good as it used to be. Something something is amiss with Little Caesars. They need to reap Really? I will give a lot of credit- I have Do- had in a while. Before. I'll give a lot of credit to Domino's. Domino's they, is good. They went through a bad patch. They came right. in- they brought in some outside chefs. They completely revamped their pizza.
2: And now they got the like the flavoring on the crust, too? Yes,
1: it's absolutely. They have raised their game back to what it is. So yeah. it's a good thing. That, but delivery is no longer free, though. Right, but nothing so. is, Dylan Matthews. No,
2: nothing in life is nope. ever nope. free. All right. We're going to come back to food in just a second. But I'm interested to hear your take on this one, too, and how you rank these, these feelings.
1: <laughs>
2: so somebody cuts you off. Somebody doesn't use their blinker. Somebody honking at you, or this one and this last one is completely unrelated, but it's on my mind, so I'm going to put it on the list. Does do your like feet fall asleep sometimes if you're on the toilet
1: too long? Oh yes, they do.
2: Yeah, but that's a, a lot, bad feeling. I hate I, that.
1: I get a lot of good reading done there though. But you shouldn't right. do that though because you get hemorrhoids. Yeah, right. It's bad exactly. for you. But, but I can sit there. I can I can get a lot of reading done. Man, for, yeah, you know. And plus, when my daughter was really, really young, that's my only way to escape the noise of the household. <laughs> I retreat to my temple. Yeah. Yes, the feet do fall asleep.
2: Uh, so, cutting, uh, somebody cutting you off, not using their blinker, honking at you, or your feet falling asleep at the toilet?
1: Well, that's going to be fourth the feet falling asleep. But yeah. that's a thing, that's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, no, cutting me off is the one that I hate the most. Uh-huh. Uh, no blinker, that's eh, pretty annoying. Somebody honking at me, well. But nowadays, so you better watch out. Right, because you I don't, never know what somebody's going to do. Dude, so I just I just yell to myself. Right. <laughs> but I do like, though, when somebody, like, cuts you off, you want to get in the other lane and speed up to them so you can see what they look like so you can <laughs> really hate them. Right. That's what that boils down to. Good job, my friend. Really good job. <laughs>
2: Thank you, thank you. Well,
1: so I guess we can wrap it up right now, can't we?
2: We can. I mean, I have a few more if you want to do a couple more. Or we save can them for up. tomorrow. We'll save them for tomorrow.
1: I've had. We both have had long days working two yes. jobs, so it's time to cut out. Good job, my friend. Save those for tomorrow. I got you. Back with you. for. Uh, I'm working for Chucky for the next few weeks. A little leave of absence. He's okay. Just follow him on Twitter. You'll get all the vitriol you want. Dylan, good job. Good night, everybody.